0: So hello and welcome to The Scoop with me Andy McAnally. You're listening to Stockport's independent podcast where each week I speak to a local business owner. This week I'm joined by hypnotherapist Julie Widowson. Hi Julie.
1: Hi Andy.
0: How are we today? You okay?
1: I'm good, I'm good, yeah I'm really good, thank you.
0: Good, excellent. So um as we always do, Julie, we talk about you, and um, we talk about your business, we talk about your relationship with with Stockport and the local area. So do you want to start off um, by talking about, um, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your journey and how you got to where you are today?
1: Wow. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a journey. Um, back in the 80s, um, I started out as a health and beauty therapist. Um, so I went off to okay. college, um, three years full-time training where um, I actually found myself, because a very shy girl at school, you know, um, so I kind yeah. of found myself in college, um, you know, the Saturday job at Greg's, uh, you know, and started to come out my shell a lot more. Um, I then went on into industry and worked in industry as a beauty therapist. For a few years, um, went to Manchester um, University, did my cert my certificate in education, so I could teach. Uh, beauty therapy so I did that for a little bit but realized I was quite young really quite immature when I look back Uh, it wasn't the right time Mm -hmm. for me to do the teaching um then carried on um in industry and then decided to have a complete change of direction I wanted something completely different so I worked at Piva Books the jewelers for a while about six years okay yeah, um, and then I went and worked at Cheshire Building Society um, for quite a few years, and then.
0: Okay, so was that the was that just like the retail aspect from for both of those was it? Yeah. Or, or was it management or?
1: No, it was retail. the The Cheshire Building Society. Um, I worked obviously on the building society, but I mainly worked on the property side as well, because uh, I was okay. I, I was the only full timer there. The rest were part time, apart from management. So yeah, so going through life as well, you know, um I've gone through a very horrible divorce in the midst of it all, you know. Um back in when I was in my early twenties, got married, um, very abusive and everything else. So out of that and just basically um just had this job just to find myself and to um yeah, I was enjoying life basically. Um the Cheshire Bones Society, what happened there? Um, obviously, it, it went under and everything else. But prior to that, I'd, be, I'd remarried and I had two um, two boys. Mm-hmm. Um, I got offered this chance. Now, when I worked on teaching years prior, I used to help adults who had learning difficulties as part of the teaching. And I got offered a chance to work with adults, um, service users who um, had uh, learning difficulties. So it kind of got me back into teaching again. So I used to teach very simplified, um, you know, skincare, how your skin works on the body. We used to make um, organic um, hand creams and things mm-hmm. like that, you know, how to wash your hair. So I very simplified um, health and beauty, which I loved. I absolutely loved. It was so rewarding. And I kind of got a taste back into um, my holistic side of things. So when I trained years ago, I mean, reflexology and things like that were like something in America. Um, it, wasn't yeah. me, it wasn't really heard of back in the 80s. So I, I retrained um, and I went back college part-time and I did you know um, reflexology Indian head massage and I decided because um, my husband at the time self-employed and I had two um, young boys then you know obviously active and busy mum life and um, to go and work part-time but well, I didn't want to like in a, um, a beauty therapy salon. I wanted something different so I worked in a physiotherapy clinic Um, which i'm still actually connected to and that was about 12 years ago
0: what was your role in the physiotherapy in the
1: physiotherapy i used to do like deep tissue massage um
0: okay
1: um and i was training in reiki so i was doing reiki there and and things like that Really.
0: okay so it's all connected absolutely Um, yeah
1: yeah yeah go on then sorry no no it's fine um so it was when I was doing my Reiki training, there was only two of us on the course. And one of the, the girl that was doing the training with me said, I'm interested in doing hypnotherapy. And it was like, what's that? So um, she explained it and I thought it was like a little light bulb moment for me. Um, so I decided to inquire. My Reiki master who was teaching me Reiki knew someone who knew someone that trained people with um, okay. the therapy <laughs> this is how it flows isn't it this is life for you absolutely so, so yeah we um I got in touch with them and I went for an interview and I absolutely loved the idea of it and I went on the course I was terrified because I've never been hypnotized myself I sat there on the first day with wobbly knees Honest to God, I was thinking, "What the hell am I doing here?" <laughs> you know, my my husband at the time forbid me to do it. He didn't want me to do it. He just thought it was a load of rubbish. But I was determined. Mm-hmm. I thought I just knew that it was something I really wanted to do. So ever since I was a little girl, I've always had this this thought in my head: I need to give back. And this is from when right. I was a really little girl. So. I'm in in this place, I'm I'm doing this training, and fortunately for me, it's a quite unique training that I had with my hypnotherapy. It's clinically trained, but uh, I mean, I had two teachers, they were great, they bounced off each other beautifully, amazing teachers, amazing mentors, and one of them in particular is a mystic, an energy healer, as well as a clinical hypnotherapist. So I had the opportunity to work in that way as well. Um mm-hmm. which absolutely just just opened me up completely to what I really want to do. And
0: so you were the training really was clinical hypnotherapy, was it?
1: Yeah, it's it's actually called advanced creative hypnotherapy.
0: So oh, Okay, so um, it's not the same as the spiritual stuff that you do currently
1: that's separately that that it kind of adds right. it, you know energy is energy it kind of all comes together to be quite honest with you i would say it comes together with a great big pink bow on it the way i work <laughs> you know i gather it all up like a har. i have, a, have an image of a harvest with a great big bow on it you know that kind of okay image and i gather yeah. all my tools in that bundle and that's what you get from me you you get the clinical hypnotherapy but you also get excuse me you also get um. Working with your own energy in the work as well, and that has right, okay. come out even more so um, through all the other training since I've qualified I mean when I qualified, I put a massive huge banner outside that physiotherapy clinic saying hypnotherapy here. It was huge. Um, it was all down the handrail as you walked up um, and that was that was ten years ago, coming up to ten years ago now, and I have never looked back. I love my work I love the changes that I help people bring about for themselves um best thing I ever did for myself personally um mm-hmm. you know, it put me in a good place for me because But when you work in a field of mental health when you work in a field of helping others it's so important that you need to get help yourself to really yeah, absolutely. To, you know absolutely to really um to be the best that you can be so you can help others.
0: Mhm. So well, that's a really interesting. It's, it's nuts how you went. You started in beauty, went sort of through into the retail. You sort of you were living life at, at that time, and then, and then all of a sudden you came back to the beauty, but found hypnotherapy through the beauty well, and the teaching it? again. It's,
2: yeah.
0: It's it totally it's totally yeah. random, I suppose, isn't it? But it works really well, and it's a great great story there. So. Uh, this so this was 10 years ago you say that you qualified mm-hmm. so back in 2010 mm-hmm. and you were working at a physiotherapist at the time yeah Do, so talk us now through the journey of then going uh, and working for yourself how did that come about
1: well I, I worked for myself there at the physio I rented a room so I worked okay. as, a, right. as myself um so I rented the room there and I worked part-time because um As I was saying before, at the time I had two young boys and I actually ran Mm -hmm. my husband's building business as well. So if you can imagine, I was running his business, (laughs) bringing up two boys, running the home and working part time and training as well (laughs) in the midst of it all. Um, So my life was very busy. um, But I don't know, I just had this passion, this desire to 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 do something, to keep it going. So what happened? I mean, lockdown, I've stopped my massages, to be honest with you. I've been massaging since the 80s, off and on. And right. my hypnotherapy business started to take over that side of my business. It was, I was doing less of the hands-on and more of the hypnotherapy. So mm-hmm. what happened was I'm, I'm still kind of there. Um, I'm still advertised there, and I still have a really good relationship. Um, with the physio clinic it, it, he's amazing by the way the, he's amazing physio um so I still have a really good relationship with them um so I've, I'm not severed connection there but what I decided was is because I became a single mom in the process of this journey uh, I needed to be around my boys so I um moved house and eventually I converted my garage which is like a separate entrance to my house um, and I okay. do all my hypnotherapy basically at home now, in in a therapy room, um, and brilliant. it's been brilliant because I've been a being able to be a, a mum, to be around the property, to be around, but also mm-hmm. it enabled me to work too. So that's been so beneficial to me personally.
0: Um, Fantastic. Yeah. So what does the what does the business look like at the moment currently then? we forget forget covid and coronavirus if like what's the cuz i i had you down as a as a hypnotherapist i didn't realize you did massage as well like what's the what's the is it is it is it 50/50 is it 80/20 how exactly does the business look like at the moment
1: i am completely hypnotherapy at the right, moment
0: okay so 100% yeah. hypnotherapy at the hypnotherapy moment
1: therapy and 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 uh, energy healing and things like that yeah absolutely at the moment completely right, and okay. that's where my my journey's taking me and I've noticed I've noticed my hands you know like getting a bit of arthritis in my thumbs now I'm thinking well perhaps my body's telling me that you <laughs> so many years <laughs> of massaging because I, I mean I'm a deep tissue massage therapist I don't tickle do you know what I mean I'm right in there
0: yeah. <laughs> absolutely. absolutely elbows and all you
1: know and your fascias and everything else so what's beneficial, yeah, yeah. What's beneficial to me is that you know I do know where trigger points are on the body and everything else because I've years of experience. And when clients come in with pain and everything else, it's because I know the human body as well. It's really good mm-hmm. that I can really connect with that as well when we're doing the healing and when we're doing stuff because I work with all sorts on the body when clients come in. You know, I work with parts on the body when clients come in. It's amazing where you'll go when you have it.
0: So you work with the body mm. through a hypnotherapy session. Yeah. Right. Okay. Talk to me about that. How yeah. does that work?
1: Okay, so when I when you're when you've got a pain in your body, um a lot a lot of pain is emotional stuff gets stored. So okay. anxiety and emotional stuff get stored in the cellular memory of your of your tissues, of your body and it can cause pain. So I often go to that area of the body and basically ask, when they're in an altered state, what needs to happen here? Why is this happening? Because when it's a physical pain, as long as obviously you've got your doctors and been to your doctors and you've done all this, and I appreciate people are doing physical sports and things like
3: that, mm-hmm. so
1: aches and pains with things like that. But this is, this is emotional pain. So there's always a message behind why you're feeling the way you're feeling. It's like your body's telling you something is wrong something isn't right yeah so we so we talk to that part we talk to it say so, you know do you serve a useful purpose what is your purpose what you what is the message what are you trying to tell your client well this person that's suffering from it that wherever that person's name is what are you trying to tell them you know and it could even be down to you know i need to release an ex-partner or it's grief or it's you know and self-care it can be absolutely anything but when you're when you're locked in that emotion it can absolutely have a physical effect on in your in your cellular memory and your muscles and your fibers and anything like
0: that wow talk, yeah talk that's, about... that's that's nuts cause, I mean I, I come from a from a fitness background so I've got an understanding of the body and and how it works but I didn't realize the the body and the mind were connected obviously I know about muscle memory and 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 all that kind of stuff and like you we do we we walk without thinking about how to walk don't we and that's quite a complex movement Um, and if you look at a baby picking a doll up or a dummy up off the floor they actually deadlift or squat really well in yeah. a very complex move, and we lose that ability as we as we get older because we become out of practice of doing it properly don't we well it's but so I didn't it's so funny you
1: say that Andy because I use that and I use this analogy a lot you know when people um, you know, feel stuck or they feel like they can't go on or you know um
3: mm-hmm.
1: I I mean, I go back to basics i'll I'll go all the way back to the beginning. You know you swam a race, there was billions of you. you swam a race and <laughs> you won that egg and it's true that, 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 yeah, that absolutely. of it you you ran you know, you ran, you swam, you swam a race, and you won that egg. you're meant to be here, you're meant to have yeah. experience you're meant to be doing what you're going to do, and you're going to do more. It's like when you learn to walk. You know, you don't just when you fall over the first time. You don't just sit there and, and say, "That's it, I'm not going to do it anymore." You get up. You go to that ornament you're not supposed to It might take you 15 attempts. You go to the arms waiting to to hold you and, and congratulate you. You know, mm-hmm. you keep going. But what happens is we forget, like you've just said, we forget about that. Yeah. Life gets in the way, and but when life gets in the way and the obstacles happen that's when i say to clients that's where you'll find those pearls of wisdom those golden nuggets of your strength of how you overcome um the adversity or you overcome that barrier that blockage yeah and it's it's when you look yeah. back it's when you look back and you actually go when that happened what you know what was it what made you move forward what was it you know, how did that make you feel? What do you notice about you now after that experience? Because what mm-hmm. happens in life is like we, we, it's a great analogy. It's a river. I use a river a lot, you know, and if you can imagine, um, if you don't mind me asking, Andy, how old are you? So I'm
0: 35.
1: 35. So 35 years ago, there you go, it was a waterfall. Oh, beautiful baby boy, Andy. Yeah, you're born.
0: Okay,
1: there wow. you yeah. <laughs> so Andrew, I'm going to call you Andrew because you've been with Chris Andrew, yeah?
0: Uh, yeah, his was named Andrew, yeah. yeah.
1: The beautiful baby boy, Andrew. And then what happens from that waterfall is that there's a birth of a river and your river's been flowing 35 years. Now, people dump in your river actions, emotions and feelings and pollute it. Mm-hmm. And you yourself dump in your own river actions emotions yeah. and feelings and you put your own river you know with with you know things we do as kids you no know, because we don't have the maturity to understand stuff you know we carry a bit of shame bit of guilt and all these experiences that we actually go through life and everyone has a river that's the way i look at it everyone has a river
3: right
1: and what happens is parts of us get stuck in a story along the river and our emotional attachment goes back to that story. So it's, there's a part of you stuck there in that story. And that's what happens. And what we kind of do with the work is we go collect the pollution. We clean the river and we go collect any parts that may be stuck there. And okay. So let it run free again. Yeah, absolutely. So your water flows as you want it to flow and you can drink the water. Because I can tell you now, 99.9.99% of clients that have come to see me, they've got murky water, some are black, some are, some are purple, some are yeah. green, you know, and you yourself would have had a colour, if everything you've experienced in your life, I said to you, I mean, you'd have to share this with me, I said to you, you know, what colour was, was your river, a colour would have come in, you know, then I would have yeah. said to you, would you drink it? And then you would have responded with that so it's, it's about yeah, working yeah. in that field with clients and it gets people to go there they get to clear the river out they get to cross the bridge to passages new and that's so important you know that they get to do that because it's when I work it's not about me it's about that client sat in my mm-hmm. chair I call it the magic chair sat in the chair and <laughs> um and they get to come back home to themselves they get to release what they don't need in their lives anymore and they come back to a sense of self you know
0: yeah it's, fantastic it's good stuff i, I no, it absolutely it really sounds it and like i'm you've sold you've sold it to me <laughs> for sure it the, the the idea that like i say i understand that the mind and body does work together because we do things without thinking about them but the fact that it works like you've described it like the river is is ridiculous um well, it's not ridiculous but
2: <laughs> it's
0: uh yeah mind-blowing that's the word exactly yeah. that's um that's it so i wanted to go back and just ask you what exactly hypnotherapy is okay now i know we've covered a lot of stuff like what you treat with hypnotherapy and, and how you do it but Obviously I think a lot of people will have a um will have an idea of of a sorcerer with a uh, medallion and throwing the medallion in front of you. Look into my as, eyes are under. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But that's not hypnotherapy, is it?
1: <laughs> okay. So let, let yeah, there's a lot of fear and misconceptions out there in regards to hypnotherapy. So a stage hypnotist is what people think a lot of. Now, what happens with um, a hypnotist on the stage? They will first ask the audience who wants to be hypnotized. And mm-hmm. subconsciously, once you put your hand up, you're given permission. Subconsciously, I want to be hypnotized. So then yeah. he gets, or she gets them all up on the stage. And then what that hypnotist will do will be suggestibility um like examples of exercise of all different things, and he will pick out the ones that are most suggestible. And the ones that are resistant, you can, you, you've seen it yourself, they go, you sit down, you sit down, and they go back to the seat. But what the hypnotist is doing with each um, suggestibility is taking that person in and out of an altered state. Now, on the stage, we start bouncing around like monkeys and eating onions like apples and things like that. It is actually like their inner child that's doing the work because it's like it's their time to shine. So they are going to go where they need to go. They're going to do exactly as quick as that. I click on my fingers when I'm a hypnotherapist. I've just done it then. i like,
3: doing
1: that. Um, so they will go where they need to go. And that's how powerful the work is. So as, right. as a hypnotherapist, we use hypnosis to access the subconscious mind now hypnosis is a natural state you know it's um it's 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 a gentle state it's like a meditation it's like you know you drive a car yeah
0: and, yeah
1: yeah so there's times when you pull up outside your house and you've not remembered the journey
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So what's happened is your subconscious mind, which is a huge memory bank, has gone into that alternative state. It's gone into that relaxed state because it knows where it's going. So it's just driving along. Your subconscious Mm -hmm. mind, by the way, is about 88%. It's the memory bank. The conscious Mm -hmm. mind is about 12%. It's your antennae. It absorbs everything. So that goes off. It's the chatty mind. So that goes off, goes off on the tangent of what ifs and whys and conversations you've had that day and chuntering on. Or sometimes it's like a scene from Quentin Tarantino move and you think, Oh my God, what have I been thinking about?
2: And it's usually,
1: <laughs> and it's usually when you take um, the uh, the key out the ignition, that's your trigger, that's your wake up back into the room, so to speak. And you sit there and you go, Oh my God, I don't remember being here. But the thing is. <laughs> You've not gone anywhere. If someone would have stepped out, if a car would have pulled out or anything like that, you are still fully in control of that vehicle. You've not gone anywhere. Your conscious and subconscious mind is still active working together. Okay. a lot of people panic. Oh, my God, someone could have stepped out. I could have run someone over and I don't know. Trust me, you would know if you had. (laughs) You
2: know.
1: Yeah. So subconscious mind stores everything so we'll go back to that so it's everything that you've seen heard smelt tasted touched they're your senses and it's your senses that create the memories to past experiences that we store in the subconscious mind and your subconscious mind is active since the womb Mm -hmm. and it's switched on from the womb and we know this because midwives say uh, you know play music when you're pregnant and when the baby's upset or anything like that, you know, play the same music and it relaxes the baby because the baby will feel safe back in the womb again. Yeah? You hear that? Right,
3: okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: Scientists have proved it as well, but I like my analogy of music. So, (laughs) you know, our first trauma can actually be birth. I had to go back myself because I had a traumatic birth and I healed something in me that I... A really painful headache that I used to get as a child and into adulthood, I dealt with in one session uh, as a hypnotherapy in my hypnotherapy training. So I had to go back to the oh, womb yeah. and have a chat with my mom and kind of became the midwife of my rebirth. And I've never had the headache since. And that's 10, 11 years. So wow. it's powerful stuff. So when we go into a really nice, relaxed state, you know, it's a natural state. When you're sat in the chair, you're going to hear cars driving by. You know, you're going to hear footsteps, everyday noises that you take for granted. You're going to be aware of them because you give the conscious mind that that job. Otherwise, it'll keep jumping in, going, "There's a noise there. There's a noise there." Mm-hmm. So, well, with my client, I always say to them, you know, you're going to be aware of noises, but they're there to help you relax. And it's amazing that the noises that I can, but I can have bin men banging bins going past my window but that client is kind of aware of it but it's like in the fog it's in the distance because they're in the work they're dealing with their metaphor they're dealing with their issue you know so it's a really natural state it's um it's the most amazing way to dump your rubbish I usually swear when I say that but I'm gonna be polite (laughs) you dump your rubbish and and let go of Stopping you living your life, your best life, and you know. And it is like layers of onions. You know, a, a lot of people come with yeah. some, some big stuff, you know. If, if we got rid of stuff all in one go, I think we'd both be sat rocking in the corner. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it is like layers of onions. And the key thing is with, with hypnotherapy is that you've got to want to change. That is the key yeah. to unlock it all. You've got to want to change, and that's it. Whatever the issue—anxiety, depression, feeling stuck—you know, I've helped people with Iron Man, um, gosh, tennis serves, golf swings. Mm-hmm. I've helped people, obviously, stop smoking, weight issues, feeling stuck. Um, oh my gosh, the, the list—the dentist phobias—the list is yeah. endless because it doesn't matter what it is if it's an issue to you then it's an issue you know Mm -hmm. and and if you want to come and change that and let it go then we do it and we do it in such an incredible way i mean i work in metaphor an awful lot um because that metaphor is the language of the subconscious mind you know Yeah. we talk about the pain earlier we talk about and not in the stomach we talk about you know you look like you're carrying The world on your shoulders. I mean, how heavy is that? How heavy is that rucksack that you're carrying at the moment, you know? Or the Mm -hmm. rocks. We talk everyone has metaphors and I always use the, you know, it's never my stuff. My language is so clean when I work. It's always the language of of my clients. And my clients not gonna sit there and I'm just not gonna read them a script. I don't work that way. My clients will talk all the way. they will talk all the way through it and i go i always go like um i miss marple i go like a a detective and i never leave a stone unturned so i'm very good as a detective helping you um let go of what you no longer need so you could come back home to you
0: so a bit like i suppose what i do like i'm 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 asking you a question and letting you tell a story and then I'm I'm trying to over, un, overturn the stones that you're leaving, leaving yeah. unturned to some degree as an interviewer. But you're doing it from a different. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to release anything from you or or solve anything or anything. Yeah. I'm just trying to trying to tell the the audience a little bit about you. Whereas you're so you're doing the same thing I suppose, but from a different perspective.
1: Absolutely, Andy. And I just say I say to my clients, you're absolutely right. So you know this is your story. You know it's not mine. This is your story. So what I do, I help you, you know, let go, I want to say again, uh, let go of what you no longer need. So, you know, you can mm-hmm. go and create what you want to create. You are the scriptwriter, the producer, the director of your life, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. It's, and it's about, you know, releasing the stuff that's holding you back. And and it's, it's a lot yeah. of it is we, we get emotionally attached to past experiences. And, you know, not good enough. You know, who do you think you are? You know, you're either too loud, you're too quiet. You know, all the languages that we get told, especially as children growing up. And I work a lot with the inner child. I work a lot with with that part. And, And it's beautiful because that child, that inner child, those parts, they need to come home, you know, because at the moment they're serving a purpose of making you feel You know, worthless. They're serving a purpose and making you feel rubbish or, you know, not good enough. So when I work with the with the parts, you know, it's about bringing the part back to serve you the most best purpose it possibly can, whatever that is for you, for that client. You know, it could mean, you know, confidence. I'm going to come back and give you confidence. You know, I'm going to come back and I don't know, you know bring fun and laughter and joy into your life instead of feeling, you know, yeah. so low and, and you feel like you're dragging your feet through mud. You know, I'm going to lift you out now and we're going to run, we're going to play, we're going to roly-poly down hills. You know, it, it, bring, in, bring in whatever the client needs, you know, and I will question it, you know. I, I, yeah, I, I when, when clients, you know, when when they're getting rid of it, de- destroying the block is destroying the metaphor, whatever comes in, you know, If someone says, you know, I'm going to bury it, I'm a bit like, "Hmm, forgive me for this, but you usually get that from me. (laughs) I'm curious, but you know what I mean? So I'll get them to re-look at what they've just said, actually, because I just say if something gets buried, can you dig it up again, yes or no? You know, (laughs) and and that's really important because we go back in life and we, we dig stuff back up again. You know, so I never like you with the, with the interview, I never yeah, totally. unturned. I always, always double check. Are you happy with that? Yes or no. And then if it's a yes, we mm-hmm. carry on. You know, it, it's so important.
0: Yeah! Wow, that's um... talk a lot, <laughs> that... don't I? <laughs> it, well, yeah, but it's. I mean, it's brilliant. It, it's it's ace it all it all comes together it all rounds off a a nice sort of the journey and and what hypnotherapy is and i certainly i've got a full a much better understanding than i than i did before um i did think it was a little bit wishy-washy yeah Um, but that's that's what you see on on the television yeah a little bit but having i mean having said that i've I've, uh, we've never met, but I've seen you on online, and and you're not wishy washy in any way. No. Um, and and the presence that you you give on on your social media isn't wishy washy at all. And obviously coming across here, it's on the interview. It's it's really serious. It's just it it's just a different way of of overturning those stones, I suppose, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. You know. <laughs> you know. We, we get we get brought. We're, oh god rocks boulders we get big things that land on our path and we sit there like me being hacked in my business as, as we've been discussing yeah you know and i think this big rock boulder landed on my path and a hacker got into my business account and god knows what and played havoc and i sat there and i was like oh my god and then i was having a <laughs> I kind of have a therapy session with myself you know
2: and,
1: <laughs> you know i often say to my clients <clears throat> excuse me i often say you know um instead of saying why is this happening to me ask yourself a question what if this is happening for me yeah, yeah. what if this is happening for me what am I going to learn from this experience even though you've got a rock boulder or you feel like you're you're sat in a big pile of you know that's Absolutely.
3: Right.
1: yeah well you know what I mean so you, you know yeah, yeah. yeah or this great big swamp of it all and you feel like you're sinking you know what am I going to learn from this experience? And and yeah. you, you've got to trust there's a reason for it. And, and it's hard when you're actually in it because I've experienced it myself and I've experienced it through my life too, you know, you know, relationship breakdowns and things like that. You know, I've experienced that too. But it's it's when you look back and you think, I got stronger there. That's when I learned that about me. That's when,
3: yeah.
1: for me, and it – this is where I need to learn more about technology. You know, it's <laughs> my recent one, you know, and I'm, I'm changing yeah. my name because it's time to change now, you know, so I am changing a lot of stuff going on in my business at the moment. You know, so, it, so it's all kind of happened at the right time but even though my arms are out open saying, right, okay, let's bring this on, my knees are knocking slightly, do you know what I mean, because it's like yeah. new territory and new things and everything else, but you've just you've got to talk to people get advice you know and 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 go with it go with the
0: flow yeah i'm a huge believer in in making choices
1: oh yeah got and i don't and think there's
0: a i don't think there's such a thing as the wrong choice never nor do i think is necessarily the right choice it's more yeah. the best choice yeah or, or or a or something like that and And I think from what you've from what you've been saying, it's these things happen, and so somebody else makes a choice that that affects you, and it's it's the choice that you make about the about the river that you've got to jump over, or the bridge that you've got to cross, or however you're going to get get across that problem. It's the choice that you make to find the solution that then actually takes you down your path. So if you don't make a choice at all and you stop, then you stopped if you make a choice that that gets you sodden and wet but you still get to the other side then that's how you've done it and you've you've done it the difficult way but you're still at the other side you've still achieved it or you Absolutely. might take the bridge or the boat um and you've done it maybe an easier way but you you've still got to the other side and it's you've got more energy once you get to the other side for the next hurdle that you're going to have to have to cross yeah um and I think it all it all works really well um like that and yeah like I say my I'm totally believing choices I think everything's a choice and I'm forever saying it and and people are rolling their eyes but honestly I think I think that's how life is how life is and you've you've underpinned that for me
1: I I hear you I absolutely do you know and everything happens for a reason everything you know I mean so exactly and, and you see, we talk about choices and I've got to say I've got two great books in the moment I'm talking about choices it's really um, I'm in the middle of the, both of them that's just me I just uh-huh. nightmare I think I've got about don't know how many books on the go at the moment I, I could actually have a library I could do a library I really could have got that many books um,
0: books that you're currently reading, oh,
1: I've got <laughs> books I'm currently reading and all these books I've not even read yet um but I, I love books anyway it,
2: yeah.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm not a, as you know, I'm not a tech person. I'm a hands on person. I always have been. I mean, even going back to massaging and the thing, I always knew where to go, where the trigger point is. Yeah, I always knew, mm-hmm. you know, I am a hands on person. That's that's who I right. am. I love being with people Absolutely. You know, and I'm working in the community as well. You know, I, I love
0: working in the community and, and doing stuff yeah. um, well sure. that leads us um, on i was was going to because we've done a, we've we've spoken a lot about the business about how your journey how you got to where you are and what hypnotherapy is we've we've delved really deep into that and and i hope the listeners have got something out of it i think you've you've given your tips and advice already i think <laughs> i think to some degree but let's move on obviously it's the scoop um we talk about stockport how yeah. does the community so you said you like working in the community oh, i, I think it. we've discussed networking uh, events and things how does the community or how does your business um work within the community how important is that
1: oh gosh well I, i'm not sure with the business kind of things i i for a personal perspective i love community um mm-hmm. i mean lockdown. Um, the first lockdown, lockdown one, so to speak. Um, <laughs> I um, I helped. Um, we call we call the superheroes. I don't know whether you knew about it.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, I've seen that.
1: Yeah, I'm actually Wonder Woman. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: I, 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 have you ever watched the film um, Meet the Parents? Ever watched the film uh, Meet the Parents?
0: Yeah, yeah, I think I have. Yeah.
1: There's a, there's a scene in it where he's got to put on these swimming trunks and he's pacing up and down. He's chewing Nicorette gum, he's pacing up and down. It's a bit like me in my bedroom looking at my Wonder Woman outfit every time I've got to put it on. I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> I've, got to, I've, got to put this, I've got to put this outfit on now. But it's all for a good cause. It's obviously for Chelwood Food Bank, you know.
0: Absolutely. I, I yeah. went
1: through a time in my life quite a few years ago when I was going through um, the divorce of, of my boys and that, when things were really, really tough. You know, and I remember mm-hmm. sitting in my car, you know, really upset, parked outside Chelwood Food Bank and, and really struggling. And I know what that feels like. So I'm really passionate about community. I'm really passionate about, um, you know, getting yourself out there and helping people, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm always doing um, raffle prizes or anything like that. Um, And I, I love, do you know what I love? I absolutely love when... Someone that comes into my therapy room with a raffle prize, I absolutely love it because it's it's a bit like for me it's like Charlie the chocolate, in the golden ticket. I'm like, but this is not not for me to give. This is for them to find out about themselves. This is this is a treat for you. You are gonna gain something from this for you. I love that when people actually because people get them they don't even bother you know, which is absolutely fine um But I love it when people come in with the raffle prizes. It's so good. I just love.
0: Someone's won it at the yeah at the PTA um, yeah. Christmas Absolutely. festival and and then and made it. the decision, made the choice to yes. use it yes and to see where that takes them.
1: Absolutely, and I love that. I the, the it's just a beautiful energy working that with that. You know, I keep Not saying cool. to the universe, give me loads of money so I can do it free. <laughs> <laughs> Because I love that side of it. I love giving. It's always been my nature, anyway. Um, yeah. So I love working in the community. You know, I've done all sorts. Um, with, with, I love Cheddlehew and I love Bramall and.
0: Yeah, I know um, you've done a lot of work with those. No. Are you? Um, are you from the area originally? No. Or do I? Do I sense a slight twang in the accent?
1: What's the twang?
0: I think you might be from the uh, the wrong end of the M62.
3: How rude. Um, yeah,
1: my family are from Liverpool. so um, Yeah. <laughs> but believe it or not, Andy, I was brought up in St. Helens. Now, St. Helens has a real broad accent. It's a very Lancashire yeah. accent, but even though it's under Merseyside, it's all, it's all really quite broad in St. Helens, like, like that, you know. And, and I haven't got that accent either because people go, where are you from?
3: And I'll just go, oh
0: Yeah, my St God. Helens is one of those areas, isn't it, that it does have its own broad accent. It but does. It's, there's areas of it. It's a bit like Warrington that's sort of lost. I think somewhere between.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, Manchester, Lancashire, and and Scouse. Yeah, and there's, absolutely. There's definitely no 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 insults intended at all, but there's definitely a Scouse uh, a Scouse twang. There, there <laughs>
1: is indeed. There is indeed. I'm very proud of my heritage, of my parents coming from
0: so, what brought you over to Stockport? um i
1: fell in i fell in love um, I fell in okay. love and I mean we're not together anymore, or anything like that and we got divorced oh gosh six seven years ago, I can't remember now. Mm-hmm. um separated longer than that it, it, it you know it was a a very challenging time, a very you know painful time um for all concerned um but you know it was the right decision. It really was. we yeah. were going in different directions. We you know, diff- we we just became different people and that's what happened. Yeah. Um so, so I stayed here.
0: Brilliant. And so how long have you been in the area?
1: Oh gosh. Um my son's coming up twenty, so I'd say twenty twenty four years.
0: Right, okay, wow. So what a long time. Yeah. Uh, you stay you obviously, you obviously as well as falling in love and moving here you fell in love with the area because you've stayed here i I I feel at home here about the community
1: yeah absolutely i feel at home here um i mean my dream is to go live by the sea eventually you know and i can see myself walking on a coastal path with two dogs
0: Um, southport
1: (laughs) (laughs) no a bit bit, bit further afield um and there's nothing wrong with Southport Beach either or Crosby Beach or anything no no,
0: no like I was the, <laughs> it was uh, it was a it was a link to your heritage I suppose yeah
1: the world's got some beautiful um all around there <laughs> I'm just doing a plug now <laughs> but, but um yeah I mean Stockport I've, I've yeah I brought my children up here they're so yeah. it's, it's felt like home you know and I mean, Stockport Town Centre, I mean, 24 years ago, it was buzzing. It was amazing. And I nipped in there recently and it just seems so quiet. I know we're in lockdown and everything else, but it just seems so quiet these days. And it saddens me, actually. It really saddens me that this has happened because it was vibrant. It was was exciting, you know, and, you know,
0: the the whole life and everything else. I'll remember it from a different perspective, I suppose than you will because I was um I, I was <laughs> I was younger oh, yeah. 20 years ago <laughs> but uh well I'm still younger now but <laughs> <laughs> but um I suppose yeah I was going in uh, after college I, I used to go to college in Marple and lived in Bramall so I'd pop yeah. in Stockport on the way home and grab a McDonald's or a CD or something on the way and yeah it was buzzing ah. it was somewhere that I that I had no issue going I've that's never amazing. really experienced the the nightlife of it, um, or, or the entertainment aspect of it. Oh, it, was um,
1: really but, it, was <laughs> it was really
2: but, good the day.
0: It was buzzing. It was really. But yeah, that's something that I think once lockdown's over, I mean, you look at the way that the 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 lights and uh, what's that area called? Um, it's t- I've totally gone. I mean, where the cinema is and and all the yeah. restaurants are. Yeah. And then over the other side where the market is, there's, so there's some really, really good areas, up-and-coming areas. It's generations. Like, isn't it?
1: It's really good. Yeah, exactly.
0: The, the market's a little bit like the northern quarter now and the, yeah. the, where, the cin- where the cinema is, is a little bit more like, I suppose, Deansgate or something like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And,
0: and so you can really see how in the, in the next few years, I think Stockport's going to be a great place and I'll be able to enjoy Absolutely. Um, that aspects of it. I
1: really hope so. I really hope so, Andy, because it just saddened me when I was walking around you know, and I was thinking, oh gosh, what's happened? um You know, and then obviously you know, you got your big, your big um like Marks and Spencers and Debenhams and all them, and they're going and well, they've gone, and and it's just,
3: it's, yeah.
1: yeah, they definitely need some sort of. And I know they're doing it. I know they're actively on it, the regeneration of yeah. it. And it'd be really good. Um, but if, I mean, my children are nearly twenty and. And my youngest is 17 next week. So, you know, it'd be good for, for my youngest, you know, he'll be coming up to 21 and I'm hoping there's going to be some really good places.
2: Totally. Yeah, absolutely.
3: That's
1: not a problem from here. I mean, it's that easy, isn't it? But it's also
3: Stockport,
1: no. you know, it's just staying local. I'm, I'm always support your local businesses. Yeah. It'd be nice to have somewhere,
0: somewhere local like Stockport where you can go, I, and it feels like you're going out, out rather yes. than like. I mean, the the I, th- I think I think one of the reasons maybe for for where Stockport currently is is because areas like Bramhall, Cheadle Hume, um, Cheadle Poynton have um become what they are and the little hubs and people do go there. And
1: it's lovely um, to go there and
0: and, and it's I mean, it's fantastic places yeah. exactly. But that's pulled things away from the town centre. But it'd be nice to be able to have. Everything, those little hot spots, as well as a as a town centre, to be able to to utilise, I think, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, and a really good way because I think what what what's become apparent now, and especially, I'm going to say, I'm seeing a lot of 15 year olds at the moment, you know, with anxiety mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and yeah. and I think that they are the next generation to be able to benefit from not only village life and the excitement that the village pubs can bring and everything else, but like you've just said, you know going out out so you know it's it's more accessible Stockport you know yeah, to get exactly. home and things like that you know it's not going to cost you 20 quid in a taxi or whatever you know from Stockport well,
0: so I, I used to go into Stockport as a 13 14 15 year old on the bus and I can't imagine my kids going to town to, to Manchester yeah at that age which is I think all they've got at the moment but exactly. somewhere like Stockport it's a little bit feels safer it does you just doesn't it because it's, it's still a it's still a community
1: yeah
0: a community hub
1: yeah absolutely yeah, yeah.
0: brilliant well, like, well hopefully then in the next few years that we can uh we'll, we'll see that happen like like you say we are starting to see it happen aren't we yeah I hope so, so um yeah. go on sorry
1: no i'm saying i hope so you know i'm thinking you know from 15-year-olds that are now, and 16, 17, and, you know, now, you know, hopefully there'll be something that they can really enjoy um, locally. Yeah.
0: yeah, exactly, exactly. Brilliant. So, like I said, I think we've covered a lot of um, a lot of my talking points in, in the earlier part. I, I always ask about challenges and successes and stuff, and you've spoken a lot about that o- already. So, um, all there's I think we'll do Sorry, say again?
1: Did I tell you I've walked the Camino? No. Ah. Right. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> so this was my big, you no, know, you talk about big, big successes and challenges and things like yeah. that. Um, I've never okay. backpacked or anything like that. And when I was going through um, the divorce, the boy's dad and everything else, I watched the, a film called um, The Way. Uh, Emilio okay. Estevez and Charlie, no, Martin Sheen, the dad Martin Sheen. And I thought mm-hmm. it was called the Way, and it was about the Santiago de Compostela, and it's a walk. Um, and you literally, if you look at if you look at the uh, the country of Spain, you literally walk the whole north um, right across. It's five hundred miles right oh, wow. across. And I thought, wow. is this a real walk? Because because I was watching the film. Um, so this is about oh gosh, now would be about ten years ago. Yeah, nine years ago. So is this a walk? Um, Um, I googled it as we all do these days and it was there I thought I'm going to do that one day and my boys were going away with the dad they were lucky enough to go on this really mega holiday for a month way to Canada and America and all this I sat there with a little tear going down my cheek going what am I going to do oh my god my boys are going to wait for four weeks (laughs) like you do and yeah and I just I do a lot of meditation, I I meditate, um, and I sat with it and was meditating. It was a bit like the old grandstand football results coming over the bottom of the screen, you know, waiting for your football team's results and things like that. It was a bit like this being typed out within my mind's eye, the Camino. I sat there, I came up with meditation going, oh, my God, I could do the Camino. Oh, no, I can't do it. (laughs) Yes, you can. Oh, my God, can I do it? I was having this conversation, as I usually do with myself could do it because i mean you can do the camino in like a lot of people do it in like three parts you know, like they take over three years like 200 miles yeah 200 miles in the last
0: okay
1: but me being me i decide i, I always do if i'm going to do something i'm going to do it so right. if i'm going to do it i'm going to do the whole lot in one go and i'm going to carry my rucksack i'm not just going to have a day bag and have a mini bus take my rucksack i'm going to do it properly so I, oh, was, I spoke to the boys and they said, Mum, do it. So I did. And it was in that brilliant. bloody heatwave of summer 18 where everywhere was boiling. Yeah. I was walking the Camino, the Santiago de Compostela, and it's 500 <laughs> miles over the Pyrenees from Saint-Jean-Pierre right, okay. and France. Is
0: it all self-supported? or, yeah, or yeah, was on it a my own. Group?
1: No, I was on my own with a rucksack. I, I call my rucksack Gladys, so I had company come
0: on Gladys. okay yeah I can I can picture you talking to your rooks yeah,
1: and if she, if she nearly got thrown off a mountain a few times I can tell you
0: um, I bet she did yeah talking back
1: yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> <laughs> um, when it's like that what needs to happen I need to throw you off mountain Gladys that's what I need to do <laughs> and
0: then, uh, so is that is that your biggest success then is it you know say
1: personally yeah i mean obviously yeah. the success of obviously becoming a mom and all that you know and there's a beauty in that I've, absolutely I'm, I'm a business and and and, and yeah. here i am successfully with what i do and, and what i love to do my passions but personally doing the camino on my own with gladys and mm-hmm. well, you meet the most amazing people along the way yeah. walking the path as it's known as walk the path mm-hmm. the, the thing is Andy I get lost if you spin me around in a room I lose all sense of direction I'm a nightmare okay. um, re- I get yeah. lost walking around a field and you know, which, which gate did I come in at so I was my my biggest fear I was terrified my knees were knocking when I left this house um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, July 18. 18th I left this house July 18 my knees were knocking and I walked to um Chilean station and i got the train from stockport then to birmingham and i flew from birmingham to france and i started the walk the next day and i was terrified um but i was excited as well i think when you've got fear and excitement mixed together it's a very similar feeling. Yeah. you that's when you know it's the right thing to do um, yeah totally go with it and I did and I met the most amazing people um, I did it in 28 days which is pretty damn good going
0: wow um, that's awesome
1: yeah I just loved it I absolutely awesome. loved it I got
0: my first and test did, after that did your meditation and hypnotherapy help yes with that journey
1: 100% I'll never forget there was one of these one of these hills that's a mountain and uh, it doesn't stop. And it's near Galicia, mm-hmm. which is, you, you go through different parts of the Camino. You go through the very rustic, very mountainous parts at the beginning. And you're climbing. I mean, the first day is one of the hardest things ever. Because you, you you literally, it's non-stop climbing up the mountain, kind of guide the path.
3: Mm-hmm. So it's
1: very mountainous, a lot of mountainous villages. And then you hit the desert. <laughs> so then you've got mm-hmm. very arid, dry parts. Kind of smack bang in the middle of it all. And then you hit Galicia, and Galicia is extremely mountainous and hilly, but very green. And I remember okay. I was really struggling this day. It was so hot. I mean, one day it was like 42 degrees. And I was really struggling. And we had to climb this horrific mountain like hill. You've honest to God, it was it was just this picture of me at the end of it, it was just amazing. And what I did was I had to come into my self-hypnosis, which, which I work with a lot with clients, is self-hypnosis. And what I imagined, you're going to laugh now, because every time I work and when I meditate or when I guide or anything like that, films come in for me. It's always about a film. And I had Titanic. Now, you know Titanic, and they've got those, the film Titanic, the, the big oily kind of, um, what do they call it, big, uh, arm machines that keep the the propellers going and everything they, yeah. you know in the scene they yeah. keep them moving so I, I stood there and I just closed my eyes thought right you, you're struggling here you need some something to propel you and this that scene came in and my arms I used my arms as those machines <laughs> and that's what I
3: had
1: <laughs> and then that's the vision I had and all I kept doing is going one foot in front the other. I will achieve Santiago Compostela, and that was my mantra. And I would just use okay. my arms, like, <laughs> like, like the like the, um, the arms of the Titanic. You know, those big, oily, strong. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah.
1: I, I can still feel it now, you know. And I, I just I literally motored up one foot in front of the other, and used my arms and the strength of my legs.
0: And I'm you just, were actually, were you actually? like using your arms physically yeah. to do that were you
1: physically like, and like, then, right, yeah
0: and you say you can still use it now so has that become yeah. a trigger for you so when you need that strength now oh, you yeah. just do your arms yeah. in, and you've got that strength again
1: absolutely because it's not gone anywhere because it's in the subconscious so it's already yeah. in there so it's like a um it's like imagine a filing system on the computer you get the file out you just write okay i need to pick that file there you go and bring it on. Yeah. So, and, and that mantra comes in straight away, even though I'm not obviously in the Santiago de Compostela, and I, that, no. it's like one foot in front, of the other. I will achieve whatever it is, whatever I'm doing, you know. Um, if it's a, especially if it's a physical sport, so it's a physical thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely, you know, because it, because it's in there, oh, yeah. a, a pre-programmed it, and that's what we do within our control room of the mind. We pre-program um and we delete files when we do the work i clean that you know clean that uratic i
0: was i was going to say so the work that you do with your clients it's you're trying to pre-program the positive ones and and write over the the negative things because we all have things that we do that that put us into a slump as well don't we
1: absolutely Um, It's it's like like I just said then it's like cleaning out the attic. There's old boxes of storage of old outdated stories that do not truly represent who you are now, you know. And imagine the control room of the mind is a computer system within your mindset, and it's about going into that and deleting the files and pulling out all the tangled wires and and you know the wires that are not even plugged in and misfiring. (laughs) A lot of people may have a default button as well that you press, you know, and that's very common. you know and it's about going into that and going right okay what do i need to do here well i need to get rid of those 50 boxes where it is or may just be three and we do get rid of them Mm -hmm. you know we destroy them however the client likes to destroy them we get them destroyed or now i was like i'm like a dog with a bone or don't leave a stone unturned i always make sure they get destroyed properly
0: Uh, awesome
1: yeah
0: brilliant yeah what a story what an awesome story um (laughs) and it it fits so well with with what you do because you've obviously had to utilize everything as well which is great so finally just before we um just before we close off the interview what um tips or advice would you give to any um to anybody listening that they maybe utilize to to help themselves
1: okay um so what i always say to people self-care is key look after yourself mm-hmm. the most important relationship you'll ever have is with yourself that is so important so never deny yourself in your life you know you are the world to you you're I always clients, you're a globe on legs you know you are the world to you and that's not from yeah. an ego selfish perspective this is from a love and compassionate perspective um, meditation is fantastic. sitting with yourself, even just breathing, um going out for a walk, if you're able to get the fresh air on your skin, as I've just mentioned about doing the Camino wow. outdoor work, exercise, fresh air is medicine for me um, and you know if you can do it, then please do. And you know even if you struggle that you can't get out, you know, open your back door and sit at your back door. You know, sit at your back door, open the door, hear the birds singing, look at the sky. You know, feel the the air on your skin. It's so important. Um, talk to people if you're struggling, reach out to friends, um, uh, friends you can trust, reach out to family you can trust, reach out to people, um if you're struggling, if you're feeling overwhelmed. I had to do it recently, you know, myself with, with all happening with all my computer stuff and everything, the hacking. You know, I went into this. Oh gosh, what to do? And I had to reach out to a couple of friends who let me um, let me speak. You know, because it's so important. I mean, one of the biggest things important in my work is listening and observing, and that's what I do. So you know, and to be heard is so really really important. So journal, write stuff down. You know, I, I love I love burning stuff. Burning. Stuff you know, don't want to burn it. You know, I've got a big thing about if you need to write a letter to someone if you're angry or anything like that, you're overwhelmed and it, you know, you don't want it festering inside you. Write the letter, write it to them. Get angry on the letter. Get angry. Write it down, and then go burn it and imagine the smoke taking it away.
0: Yeah. That is a big. So I suppose the biggest. The, the biggest takeaway I've got from what you've just said there is is vent, I suppose. Mm. But there's all sorts of different ways of doing it, whether you're venting to a friend, whether you're out pounding the streets for a run, whether you're yeah. writing a letter and burning it. It doesn't matter. You're, just, you're venting. You're getting it out So rather than keeping it in.
1: Absolutely. Um, there's nothing more liberating than roaring like a lion as well. You need to try it. You know, when you're really <laughs> at that point and you really need to get something out, yeah. You know, i've i've tried it once this will make you laugh i stood in my kitchen and, and really just closed my eyes take a really couple of really deep breaths in i felt myself connected to the floor i felt really in a, a comfortable safe sense of self with myself i took a couple of really big deep breaths and i roared like a lion and my lovely whole jaffa cake shut out the cat. <laughs> 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 I was like Oh God, you have a cake, I'm sorry. I'm not really lying, I'm just, you know, I'm just exercising this. What I say to clients, but you know, get on a hill or get in your car and wind the window down when you're when you're driving and just roll. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter as long as you get it out. Because if you don't, that's when it starts to sit in your subconscious and it starts to fester and, and you don't you don't want that in your life.
0: No, not at all, and I think that's really important um advice and to think about particularly at the moment, obviously new year new restrictions with mm. coronavirus and how they are at the moment. We all feel a little bit locked down, and I'm sure a lot well we are locked down yeah. <laughs> but I think I'm sure a lot of us would would benefit from from that advice, roaring, venting, writing things, burning things, yeah, just getting it out there, particularly at the moment
1: what's really important andy is that don't let the excuse don't let the words you know like don't use the pandemic to stop you oh i didn't yeah. do it for the pandemic oh i didn't do well in this because of the pandemic that that is festering that is um you know that's unhealthy that's negative you know i, I mean i hate using positive and negative but you know that is mm-hmm that is stopping you you're going to use something it'll be end up it'll end up being a tool a crutch and it's not it's not it's not supposed to be like that you know it's it's it goes back to those
0: choices doesn't it we were talking about before it's you're making the choice to to allow it to stop you moving on
1: absolutely the pandemic has made me fitter healthier stronger emotionally physically spiritually
0: Totally, I absolutely agree with you. We wouldn't be having this conversation now if it wasn't for the pandemic.
1: I know. I've met the most amazing people online, virtually. Yeah. It's been fantastic.
0: Exactly. Well, I set up the scoop in the pandemic, didn't I? Because I remember uh, there was there was people who were going through the same thing that that we are as business owners who were was we we just had to find new. New ways of doing it, and I wanted—I wanted to help those people. So yeah, like, this, been, this conversation literally wouldn't be happening, absolutely, physically or, or virtually, if it wasn't for it.
1: And it's—it's it's fantastic what you're doing. I—I I, I think it's brilliant. I mean, as soon as I saw it, I got so excited. I was so excited yeah. for this morning. I think I sent you a reminder. You've not <laughs> forgotten about me. I think that was about November <laughs> because I was so excited. Yeah. For what a brilliant thing to do, you know? And, absolutely,
0: just, it's. It's been aced, like talking to different people, meeting new people, mm-hmm. and and providing you the opportunity to showcase what you do to to other people. I know, I know, um, one of my regular listeners is my mum. Oh. Uh, obviously, she's going to, isn't she? But she wouldn't necessarily hear about hypnotherapy no. in the in the way that we've talked about it today if it wasn't for for the scoop. And there there will be other listeners as well who are who are very similar and well, right. so it's allowing you the opportunity to speak to them and then the opportunity to to hear from you um in a in a way that they wouldn't other otherwise do so
1: it, it's true you know and i've i've been working with clients in australia now because of the pandemic um australia london mm. southampton scotland you know and absolutely and it, it's global it's, yeah globe julie's going global i'll have to put <laughs> <laughs> I'm bit, my name's changing, anyway, so that's the next big thing that I need to sort out. Um, so I'm awesome. not going to be a widowson anymore. You know, it's, brilliant. Uh, yeah, so it's all well, happening at the right time. These hackers have helped me make the change I need to make. That's the way I'm looking at
0: brilliant. it. Brilliant. Even though that's
1: it uh, felt like throttling them <laughs> in a very mild
3: way. Um, yeah,
0: of course. Yeah. But like you say, you've made the you've made the choice, and you've let it you've let it. Go make you make you stronger haven't you so where can we where can we find you now then julie where's where's the best place for people to contact you
1: okay well i'm going to say facebook um but at the moment um my new page is hopefully going to come out today um brilliant it's going to be julie your hypnotherapist um and hopefully eventually i will merge um, my Julie Whitteson hypnotherapy page. Now, there's so many reviews and videos of, of live meditations that anyone can help themselves to. They're all there for you to trial out, help yourself to them. My meditations tend to be a bit like um, self-hypnosis. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's like it's not just like a meditation. You're actually going to do some work with it as well. So they really are quite empowering. So help yourself to those. Have a look at my posts and reviews on Julie Whitteson hypnotherapy. But I can't access, as everybody knows at the moment, because the hackers are creating a new page called Julie, your hypnotherapist. Um,
0: Fantastic.
1: That'll be out all being well today. If you know, get myself oh, around yeah. is finishing it off and all the tech and everything else. Um,
3: cool.
0: and my website um, is changing. I was going to say you're available online. You've got a website, haven't you?
1: I have a website. Um, and at the moment, that's called Julie Widderson Hypnotherapy. Um, I've got. Um, I was talking to a web uh, amazing web um, lady last night and I'm getting some further advice on changing that because the widdowson's going to go because I'm going back to yeah. my maiden name. So um, so it'll probably just be Julie, or your hypnotherapist. And I just want cool. to keep everything simple and clean because everyone says, go see Julie or, you know, oh, Julie. So I'm just yeah. I'm taking the surname off. Like just- Madonna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll do like a prince you know what i mean or something
0: <laughs> awesome. well, obviously works. we're, <laughs> we're going to link to all your pages on uh on the scoops websites and through the Scoops social media as well so yeah. we'll send people your way i'm going so so uh, into can
1: hypno julie so that's 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 simple so i'll still be on that into hypno julie yeah.
0: Uh, fantastic yeah right then well all i've got to do now then julie is thank you very much it's been awesome listening to you. you've got some incredible stories you've you've had a whirlwind journey and um, and obviously an incredible success so thanks very much for spending the time with us this morning
1: oh andy i've loved it i like talking can you tell um <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you're saying you, you have to try and crop this somehow um, but thank no, you so much um for this opportunity as well you know um it's, it's brilliant what you're doing and and helping um, businesses in, in the stockport area you know so credit to you too yeah. so thank you
0: thank you brilliant okay so um don't forget as always please make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on each new episode Um, And if you've been enjoying listening to The Scoop, please leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. It really does help to showcase the podcast, help promote our local businesses too. Finally, to support what I'm doing, you can always buy me a brew over at buymeacoffee.com forward slash The Scoop. And don't forget, whenever you're searching, it's spelled like our postcode, S-K-O-O-P. Brilliant. Well, thanks once again, Julie. It's been great talking to you, and I'm looking forward to listening to this one back.
1: Oh, brilliant. Fantastic. I can't wait to listen back myself.
3: I never really do, but I will on this one.
0: (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) Thank you.